update on what's going on in China, and Marshall will have more at the bottom of the hour news, but they uh, they did, they're not allowing the protesters into the airport today, so it's not the same scene it has been the last couple of days. The Chinese government has moved in even more trucks and vehicles and personnel nearby for whatever that's for. Well, head crackings, at least. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they're waiting and seeing what happens next, or what the plan by the uh, the Chinese communists is. Oh, and then the strongest uh, strongest comments yet out of our own government, coming from the leader of the Senate and the leader of the House, Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, uh, saying we stand with the protesters, blah blah blah. And then China's response was, "America's behind us all." Yeah, your fault. You're 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 the you're the all cause right. of these protests. I know we're not, except as maybe a, a model of, of freedom uh, that we're giving away bit by bit. And, Continuing and, theme on the show. And as I've uh, seen a number of pundits point out, if you think this all doesn't tie in with the tariffs and the trade negotiations, of course it does. Sure, it's got, it's got to be tied together. Yeah, um, you know, if I were advising the Chinese government on their evil. I would suggest that they not let a crisis go to waste, that they are trying to take away Hong Kong's freedom bit by bit and increase their control, and they had, they tried to pass that extradition measure, which essentially said, yeah, you do anything wrong, or we say you do anything wrong, yeah, we can ship you to mainland China without a, any sort of hearing. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and the people of Hong Kong realized, oh, that... 50 years guaranteed uh, our system thing was just uh, the paper has been torn up. So they rebelled against it, right? So China, and, you know, it's been chaotic and a little bit violent. China realizes, okay, you know what we can do? We can claim this just to keep everybody safe. Instead of taking that one big step down the road of oppressing Hong Kong, why don't we take two big giant steps, rolling with all sorts of tanks and personnel carriers, uh, post troops at every corner in the name of uh, safety and security, and we'll get more than we were looking for originally. And I would guess that's what they're going to do. In other news, Lucky Charms is now selling just the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. Oh. Which every child has wanted since Lucky Charms was invented. So gross. Um, that is gross. I, I, as a youngster, I love those oh, so-called marshmallows. I couldn't eat a bowl of Lucky Charms for a dollar. I, I know I and, couldn't now. And I eat Frosted Flakes. Oh, boy. I'd polish off a box by the end of the segment. <laughs> I just don't like it. But anyway, Man, so you I can love get the charms. You can get the consistency, of, though. I never crunch, liked them. It's like crunchy. Never here. liked them, even as a kid. Anyway, oh, you them. can buy just mm. bags of them. The hearts were the best. So that's mm. your economic news for the day. Chew up the hearts. My shopping list just got shorter. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of chewing up the hearts, a uh, chilling wolf attack in the news. I know you're not supposed to talk about that because people demonize wolves and they kill them and they're endangered. But this family was surrounded by wolves and, uh, and almost eaten. That plus an update on the Chris Cuomo situation. And CNN's Don Lemon accused of assault in a sexually charged encounter at a different New York bar. So you see a CNN anchor coming, run for your lives. Because where they go, strife follows. So, you know, hang around for that. And one more headline I just want to mention briefly. It's headline. I haven't clicked on it yet. Let's see, what publication is this? Is it time for Beto O'Rourke to go home? Yes. Yes. He's embarrassing himself. Oh, it's on CNN. I better be careful what I say. 
get the hell beat out. The of Democratic him. Party wants him to go home. They want him to go running for the Senate against uh, whoever's going to run for Cornyn's seat. Oh, I thought it was just because he's such an embarrassment to himself and others. The whole ashamed to be white woke bro act right. <laughs> that he's doing. So listen, um, we mentioned this late in the show yesterday and wanted to touch on it at least briefly. This L.A. Times column from by Frank Xiong, who's a columnist. I don't know his work, but uh, this is very, very well written. And it's ironic that we'd be bringing this up. It was no more than two minutes ago. I was glancing up at the, one of the many TV screens here in, in the studio, and there's CNN, I'm sorry, CBS, with some brand new super cool and scary photos of the Dayton shooter. The Dayton murder, I'm sorry. Um, and and likewise, the news networks are posting the coolest, most dangerous-looking pics they can find of the uh, El Paso murderer. And so this column in the L.A. Times and seeing anybody in the corporate media say this out loud is gratifying. The headline is, Mass shooters seek notoriety, and we, the media, provide it. No way. Is there another way? No way. And it tells the story of Tom Taves, who, God bless him, lost his son Alex in that awful Aurora, Colorado movie theater shooting back in 2012. And he converted his grief and his anger and energy, as as people do, and he founded an organization uh, called No Notoriety. And he goes around the country talking about it, the goal of denying mass shooters the fame they seek, then trying to persuade media organizations not to publish the names of the shooters or publish photos that would make them look impressive or intimidating. Yeah, well. I know. We've been mental, shouting this, shouting this for years. Right. And mental health professionals are practically unanimous. And, yeah, this is a, this is causing more killings. So the uh, the horrifying one in El Paso, when I got the news alert on my phone, I immediately went to uh, the New York Post, and they had a cool picture of the shooter. I mean, within minutes of the country being aware of the shooting. The murderer. These people have right. no souls. These recommendations deal is. to not publish the names and photos, not give them a legacy, not give them the fame they seek. They've been adopted in some form by the FBI and many other law enforcement agencies and are based on a growing body of research that says shooters are influenced and inspired by media coverage of other murderers and that media attention is one of their main goals. There's a picture of the uh, Dayton shooter up there on the Today Show, and there's a smiling picture of him with his sister. Oh, cool. Lots of lots of pictures of the murder. Oh, now we're going to actually watch the killings as they Ooh, happen. There he is stalking through the night like as, a predator. Yes, as the new video has emerged, now you get to see the cool people running for their lives. You see, weirdos, crazy people who want to kill people, they like seeing that video and think, that's what it would look like if yes. I walked into a bar. Everybody would run and cower, and I would have the power. How do you not understand that Today Show? As Joe's reading this article in the LA Times, how does the Today Show not aware of that? God, it's frustrating. Adam Langford's a professor of criminology. He says, these perpetrators are specifically seeking a legacy. One study of the 31 mass shootings since 1966, and counting, found that 87% of mass shooters expressed an explicit or circumstantial desire for fame and attention. And speaking of fame and attention, the Dayton shooter killer still getting attention on the Today Show a week and a half later. Incredible. Not discussing gun laws, which is okay, or white supremacy, or whatever issues you want to discuss. But that's not what they're doing. There are new pictures and videos. 
Right. And that's, that was the only reason to bring the story up. Right. None of the important issues that need to be discussed about safety or our culture or trying to make the situation better. Okay. Down there, the early show's doing the same thing. New video out. So the CBS new early details. show has got the new video. God, it's just twisted. Another study found that many mass murderers use previous mass murderers as inspiration, role models, and idols fueled by reporting on their backgrounds. So if I raise my hand, if I'm working at the Today Show, and somebody says, hey, hey, there's new video of the killer walking through the bars. You can actually watch him walking through and kill people. Oh, awesome. Should we put that first or after the China thing? If I raise my hand at the Today Show and say, I don't think we ought to show that. That, that, that glorifies it and makes it look cool. But when and I according fired, to other studies, makes it more likely there will be more shootings quickly, as there appears to be a contagion effect. Would I get fired, or or people just laugh at me, or what would happen? They'd shoot, they'd shut you down. They shout you down. Um, a review of mass shooting coverage by the media also reveals disproportionate attention paid to the shooter. Sixteen times more images of murders are published than those of their victims. Those images and the reams of content we produce about these incidents fuel a long-standing online subculture. Um, in these forums, devotees of mass murderers discuss strategies, share articles, and debate murders as if they were favorite athletes. These spaces incubate future shooters. I would like. I would murderers. actually. I would like, as I've said for years, I'd like a a president because we've been talking about this for so long. It's been several presidents now. But I would like a president to come forward and talk to the media about this and encourage them to do what health professionals say. I'd like Congress to pass one of those meaningless resolutions that I'm always against and say, look, we can't, obviously, we can't violate your right to uh, to, to, to say anything. Yeah. Um, but we're encouraging you with this resolution and to have all the quotes from the mental health professionals or we're discouraging you right. from showing the stuff you're showing. So as this column goes on, he gets uh, personal. About himself. How do you tell a story about a mass shooting when research tells you that storytelling itself is part of the problem? When I've reported on mass shootings or tragedies in general, writes uh, Frank, I've told myself that there's power in bearing witness, that it's my job to give people information. I'm trying to express the magnitude of what the murderer took away, not just from the victim's family, but from society. I imagine that I have the power to transform the pain of a family that is lost to action and meaningful change. I tell myself this because I've seen it happen at least a few times in other situations. But I've also created these rationalizations because you have to tell yourself something um, when you find yourself in a crowd of cameras and reporters outside the home of a victim waiting to be the 10th or 12th person to interrupt the fresh, raw grief of the victim's mother only to repeat the same lifeless condolences and useless apologies as anyone else who knocked on that door before you. God, you people are sick. I'm, I swear to God, I know you're a news reporter. That's what you do for a living. I wouldn't do it. I think there's something wrong with you. You get in the faces of these victims. Get the camera up close. This is what a mom crying looks like when her son has been killed. Wow, you're that looks like sick. some real good grief, Jim. You people are weird. Yeah, I know. I know. I appreciate the L.A. Times printing that. I do. I feel like we're... You know, in the very early days of trying to communicate that truth to on the 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 the, the money, the, the, they have such incredible lust for money. Uh, it's difficult to even come up with epithets strong enough. But the media, which will literally promote mass murders of innocents to make more money. Enough said. I was happier when I was reading about how fat Marlon Brando was. How fat was he? I mean, on the really, really fat on the set of Apocalypse Now. 
One of my favorite all-time movies. So, Did he outweigh that ox they gore in the uh, at the end? Well, he was supposed to be a military leader, and so uh, uh, who's the director? Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, Coppola. Yeah. Uh, Coppola wanted a, a more fit-looking guy, because he's supposed to be a military leader, right? Yeah. Run, leading a group of people. Yeah. And so he, he told Brando he has to, you know, lose some weight before he shows up to the set. Brando showed up on the set even fatter than oh, the boy. last time. Fat! Oh, no. Oh, no. Coppola had seen him. Marlon, um, hey, how you doing? But he had <laughs> unexplainedly, just out of nowhere, shaved his head. So you're expecting, ah. a, you're, expecting, you're expecting a thinner, handsome, behaired Marlon Brando. Right. You get an even fatter, shaven-headed Marlon Brando. We can work Show around this. We can work around this. <laughs> and they, then they decided to put him in loose clothes and have him in the dark, so you kind of just saw his head. Can we have a subplot here where the rebels he leads are also like master bakers? <laughs> They're really good at, at donuts. Some sort of Vietnamese donuts? No? Can we write that in? <laughs> what an hilarious backstory. Do they have an estimated weight of the great thespian? Uh, doesn't. No? I mean, because he was very, very big. How heavy was he when he made, and why is there not a movie yet? The greatest road trip of all time, the post-9-11 Escape from New York by Marlon Brando, Liz Taylor, and Jacko. <laughs> in a car together. Who all piled into, was it... A rental car. A rental car. Yeah. Did any of them own a car? Drove cross-country. They probably didn't. And drove cross-country, the three of them. <laughs> shuffling into a convenience store, kind of stiff from the road. A couple of them need to pee. The other one says, yeah, we might as well stop. Looking at the snacks, I don't know, do I want Doritos? How about some peanuts? They got the honey roasted, they got the spicy. You got Jacko and Liz and Marlon Brando standing there waiting in line at the dirty, filthy rest stop John. Why does no video exist of this? Oh, God, that's funny. Great moment in American popular culture. I would say... Um, uh, Sarah Silverman's on the left, but she says the left is eating itself. She's a famous comedian. We got that story coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The New York Times is reporting that former Vice President Joe Biden is trying to reduce his number of gaffes by using a teleprompter for speeches. Unfortunately, he's already been caught on camera massaging it. <laughs> Joe Biden is a dummy. Oh, your Mr. Opinion. President, don't punch down. Dummy. I don't know if you know who Sarah Silverman is. She's one of the funniest people on earth. Married to Jimmy Kimmel for a while. She's also one of the dirtiest comedians on oh, earth. Oh, man. Well, she's had her own show on, uh, I think, Showtime. Filthy. Um, it was and, called... and pretty far left politically, too. Oh, yeah, and very outspoken about how liberal she is and her liberal causes and all that sort of stuff. Well, she recently lost her job on a, on a movie she was going to be in because of a, um, a sketch she did on her TV show in 2007 resurfaced. Resurfaced. The Silver Silverman Show, it's available out there. You can watch it. I remember watching it. I liked it. 
Um, but she did a blackface thing in one of the episodes. Wow. And she actually did it because she's Jewish. And the point of the sketch was uh, I wanted to see if it was more difficult to be black or Jewish is, is a comedy thing. Okay. And that was that was that was the the thing behind it. But anyway, somebody put out a picture of her in blackface and the movie found out about it and then they canceled her from the movie. She she's not mentioning the movie that she was in. She said, I didn't fight it. They hired someone else who's wonderful, but it was so disheartening, it made me feel really sad because I have devoted my life to making things right. Um blah 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 blah. Uh she blasted cancel culture and said it left her feeling scared because no one has given a second chance. I think it's really scary, and it's a very odd thing that it's invaded the left primarily, and the right will mimic it, this righteousness porn. Right. Yeah, well said. And it's especially disgusting and, and scary, because the point of her sketch was that, yeah, there's a lot of bias and prejudice against uh, different sorts of people, and, and it's kind of a, a silly comedic idea. Let's compare them. But the point of it is, you know, prejudice. Right. Bigotry. So it doesn't matter. Well, you... we don't care. We don't care. You were in blackface. Blackface is bad. Blackface bad. Blackface bad. Ruin her. End her career. Ruin her. Even though she's on our side of the politics. Right. All the way around. Right. Oh, yeah. my God. It's ugly. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Hong Kong on edge as China masses troops outside the city. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up for you. Yeah, and uh, not just a few troops outside the city either. It's it's an amazing presence the Chinese military has. And... It's called an inversion. It's a market phenomenon when investors want more in return for short-term government bonds than long-term government bonds. And it happened today, and it has happened before nine recessions. So, the stocks are down today because this is seen by some people as an indicator. Um, an inversion like the one that took place today, has taken place today, has preceded the last nine recessions dating back to 1955. So, do that with that what you will. I, uh, I'm just going to keep living my life. I'm not going to do anything, but it, it, politically it would be a big deal, I think. Yeah. You get yeah. to walk around claiming it's a recession and Trump's economics don't work and... We had the longest growth ever, thanks to Barack Obama, and it ended when Trump put his policies in, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That'll be the that'll be the thing up until the election. Sure, sure. On news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, we've got flights going out of Hong Kong International today after protests forced the cancellation of hundreds of the flights this week. And as China continues to blame the U.S. for the weeks of protests going on there, more. Ah! More evidence is showing the mainland is not going to put up with the demonstrations much longer. you got satellite photographs now taken close to mainland China's border with Hong Kong that appear to show a mass of military vehicles being held inside a football stadium. Now, you wouldn't go in and slaughter people in the United States or, or rough them up the way the Chinese are willing to. But there's no city in the world that can allow their major airport to be occupied by protesters. I mean, you just can't. No, you put up with it for a little while, hope it diffuses, and build plans to take it back over again, just like they're doing. Chinese security forces gathering in that stadium area for days now, and the former ambassador to China, Gary Locke, is warning the situation could get even uglier. A miscalculation overstepping on either side could really lead to uh, absolute disaster, bloodshed, and would really set back the image of China if they were to intervene. 
You know, it's funny. I just heard somebody talking uh, on the TV in the newsroom as I was getting some caffeine juice um, about the, the protesters are complaining of police brutality. And this guy's talking about any miscalculation could lead to blah, blah. This is an inexorable, inevitable march toward complete communist control of Hong Kong, in which all of your civil rights will be gone, all of them, from free speech to the right to a fair trial. To the right to have whatever baby you want. Right, so it's as if we're obsessing over... You know, the the momentary good manners or lack of them during this inevitable march toward oppression. I think people are missing the point. Right. Investigators from the Federal Bureau of Prisons are going to be at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Manhattan today looking into what went wrong before accused sex criminal Jeffrey Epstein died there. The visit comes after the New York Times reported... The two staffers assigned to watch Epstein were supposed to check in on him every 30 minutes. They actually fell asleep and didn't check on him for about three hours, and they went out and falsified records about those checks. You could spend millions of dollars doing this investigation, or we could just write the report for you. Like most government institutions, nobody tries very hard, and it's impossible to fire people, and so they slack. They don't do their jobs. Dozens of people are now claiming to be Jeffrey Epstein's heirs, and they want some of his millions. The New York Post... Uncle Jeffrey! New York Post reports they're contacting a Florida-based genealogical company in hopes of proving the convicted sex offender was their father. So the company has launched a hunt for people who could be related to uh, the disgraced financier, and then they say they'll put people with credible claims in touch with an attorney who can help them go after Epstein's estate. Yeah, I hope the victims all get a chunk of the money. That's what they got to do. Yep. All right, my friends, and now we have got a very, very important... 20, well-timed. <laughs> very, very important 2020 Democratic campaign death pool update. Ooh. All right, are you ready? Speculation about the future of Democratic presidential hopeful... John Hickenlooper is growing. No. Who's this this is got my first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, positive yeah. show. Yeah. And the New York Times says the former Colorado governor is seriously con- uh, considering dropping out of the Why? presidential race. So, Sean, you, you, you chose him first with the belief that nobody who watches porn with their mom and talks about it is going to become president. I have very few steadfast rules in life, and that's one of them. <laughs> mm. He lasted longer than I thought he would. Well, his White House run has struggled to gain any traction, and so it looks any like... Any at all. <laughs> so it looks like he may be vacating the race. Nice. So you have you also have Tim Ryan? Yes. Who's apparently still running? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah like he's Tim one Ryan. of the people that look like all the other people oh, that yeah, nobody he's knows. he's one of the moderate yeah. uh, Congress guys, right? Former yeah. congressman? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Yeah, but he's uh, he's one of those group of guys that all kind of look and sound the same, and they're right. not for health care for everybody right. and all that sort of stuff. And Michael Bennett, who I th- that's a singer, isn't it? I don't think <laughs> I think you picked somebody who's not in the race. No, if I, if I recall my draft uh, strategy correctly, I was trying to corner the market on indistinguishable, in, indistinguishable boring white guys. And you... And you did, because those are all three the same person. Right. I honestly... Is Michael Bennett the former senator from Colorado? I can't picture him. And I've watched all the debates, and I can't... 
He didn't distinguish himself enough that I can picture him, picture his face. So yeah. here's the defensive end for the New England Patriots. Wait, no, that's no, a different one. Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah, if, if we can't picture him or remember who the heck right. he is, I oh, think... Oh, he's, no, no, he's, he's the, the guy who most likely has a second career as being the voice of an animated bear. Oh, right! <laughs> Reasonable, moderate, right, self. Yeah, sounds like an animated bear. This <laughs> <laughs> Medicare for all will not cure the nation's ills like they're saying it will. Now let's have a nice picnic. So who's the bald-headed guy with the bug eyes who, who made really good points? Delaney. Yeah. So if, if a number of those people get out, he could get some traction because there's, there's, a, there's a lane there. But you got to get it down to one of those dudes. You can't have six of those dudes. Right. You need right. one of those dudes who's saying, look, we're too far left, we're going to lose. Um, so yeah. Bullock's getting a little more attention, but I don't think he's done much in the polls, has he? Governor of uh, Montana. He's not qualifying for the next debate yet. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. There you go. At your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Actually, none of the people in that lane are qualifying for the debate. Because there are too many of them. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's part, part of it. it. That is yeah. definitely part of it. Uh, plus, Joe Biden's in that lane. Yeah. You know? Dummy! Um, you know, <laughs> uh, just a, a moment, if I might. A, a personal uh, a moment. Um, I Well, I'll just read this note from the Chapman family. To our delight, um, a little while ago, a, few, a couple of weeks ago, Joe, that's me, deemed the Amarillo Sod Poodles his favorite minor league baseball team. Based on their name, I think it's great. Uh, we chose to ignore his next statement, demoting uh, or describing sod poodles as inferior beasts. They're no beaver, um, but we bought him this T-shirt. We hope JG can overlook the Nike label, <laughs> and as this happened before sports stars told us that we had to be woke in our gear buying decisions or whatever. Um, and then they sent along, oh, the first this description, a day at Hodgetown Stadium, home of the Sod Poodles, means a giant Texas sweet tea, chopped barbecue beef sandwiches, yes. youngsters collecting autographs, and our college kids home to spend the weekend with their parents. Um, and, and sent along this picture, there, there they are at an Amarillo Sod Poodles game. Isn't that nice? Fantastic. Family at the ballpark. Oh, uh, yeah. As I said, I was so lusting after a Sod Poodles t-shirt, they sent me one. Isn't that nice? There you go. Look at that. Look at that. It's a nickname for the prairie dog, the sod poodle, don't you know? It's a good logo. I, like I am that. so proud. Of it. I'm so happy with there that. Thanks go. to the Chapman family. Yeah. It's totally unnecessary to send us stuff, but uh, I will seriously enjoy this. Ask my wife until I am dead, as I find it impossible to get rid of T-shirts. I lived near the world's largest prairie dog town. In Kansas, and did not know anybody ever called them sod poodles. It's not a name that they use around. It's a Texas thing, I guess. Must be. Anyway, um, how did four how did four Chan know about Epstein's death before anybody else? Has he, anybody figured that out yet? I have not heard it disputed that Epstein's death was was uh, posted. Was it forty eight mm-hmm. minutes? Got the details on this coming up next. Wow. It's, it's weird. What's going on there? Alex Rodriguez had $500,000 worth of stuff stolen from his rental car. 
Yeah. The items included some jewelry, a camera, and a gym bag containing a house and another rental car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny about the American media, and we've had fun with this. A-Rod is an idiot and the rest of it, and San Francisco's just dripping with crime. Um, but that number, the half million dollars, he says that's grossly exaggerated. It probably came from somebody saying, yeah, he had a bunch of stuff in his trunk and like, you know, like half a million bucks worth. You know, just threw that number out there. And now it's been reported five million times as fact. But, nah. Well, part of it is it doesn't matter, so. Oh, quite a backlash, too, as other victims of smash and grab crime in uh, San Francisco, um, including my, my brother, the naval officer, are saying, wait a minute, there they were dusting for fingerprints? On A-Rod's car and and checking security cameras in the area and putting a bunch of cops on this I crime. couldn't even get a call back. Right, exactly. A bunch of San Franciscans tourists are saying, yeah, they told me too bad, file a report online. So, you sh- you, you, hey, idiots, you should be A-Rod. That's how to solve you that You should problem. be married to J-Lo. Right. It would help your life. Then crimes against you would be taken seriously. Fools. Speaking of crimes, was it a crime that Epstein killed himself? Somebody killed him, he killed himself. You know what? The, 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 here's the whole story. The guards always sleep at night. They've probably been doing that forever. Right. Probably happens. Night after oh, night. Night after night. You can't fire government employees. So right. they, they just sleep at night because nothing ever happens. And, uh, and he killed himself because he had a gazillion reasons to kill himself. And that's the whole story. Not very exciting. But this is kind of weird. 4chan... One of those websites that does this sort of thing, that people go on there anonymously. And it's a message board, Jack. It's certainly one of your more famous message boards. Where, uh, where, where, well, it's, it's the Wild West. And uh, But somebody... I remember, like, the Pizzagate thing and stuff like it was big on 4chan. Somebody posted Jeffrey Epstein's death on 4chan 40 minutes before it broke in the news. And nobody's exactly sure why yet. The user made a series of six posts beginning at 8.16 a.m. Saturday, 40 minutes before news of the convicted pedophile's death broke anywhere. The first post was, don't ask me how I know, but Epstein died an hour ago from hanging cardiac arrest. Screen cap this, the first post reads. Mm. And so now officials are looking in, trying to figure out who the heck it is. Uh, Without revealing the source, the leaker denied the post was bogus. Let's just say I know. Don't need a glowy coming to my crib. The yeah, person, the person what? wrote at 831, referring to the practice of law enforcement agents creating bait posts known on 4chan as glow posting. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I already know enough lingo. <laughs> you know, I, I have no room for more lingo. Everybody has a limit. I know radio lingo. I know golf lingo, baseball lingo. I know music lingo. I just, that's enough lingo. There is a particularly small number of people who would have known what he shared, but all of those people probably had a smartphone with access to post. Yeah, well, they're trying to nail down. They they say it didn't come from uh, the fire department there in New York. Well, just because you ask a bunch of people and they said, I didn't do it, doesn't nope, mean it didn't happen. Me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's a fairly limited number of people. What's interesting to me... Well, and I'm sure the rumor went around like wildfire, both in the jail and the, the fire department. And whatever, you know, morgue he was taken to, although that would have taken a while, come to think of it. Here, the interesting thing, though, is, um, and this is why leaks happen so often, 
It's people who get some sort of weird ego fulfillment out of, of being first, even if it's anonymous. What, what advantage did you get out of that? And look, I know. I know this before anybody else knows this. Right. So that makes me special. Right. Okay, good yeah. for you. Oh, being in the know is huge. It's the source of a lot of leaks in D.C. But fantastic. Good for you. They and just want to be seen as an insider. Or I could have found this out 40 minutes later from a bunch of news places. I mean, what? Why, if you risked your job for this, what a weird ego satisfaction thing that is. Yeah, I would agree. I think you're you're underrating internet clout. Um, if If his username on a message board like 4chan gets associated with breaking news mm. 30 to 40 minutes before sure. it happens. I get that. You get more traction or engagement or whatever. You're in a your big wheel, circles. man. Yeah. If he's an EMT who untied the bed sheet around Epstein's neck, I think he's fairly limited in the number of scoops he's going to give you to that one. Right, but, you know, 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Plenty for some people. They'll be telling uh, telling you about it in a bar 25 years from now. Oh, and I wanted to bring this up. So um, uh, one of the people, uh, whoever's looking into this, said it violated HIPAA laws. HIPAA laws I find so annoying to me. So those are the laws that are supposed to protect our, uh, our, our private medical information. Mm. And, uh, like, I'm going through this life insurance process, trying to get life insurance as a guy who's had cancer, and the amount of paperwork, but it's... Every other day, I have to sign another piece of paper, which is a pain in the ass because I either get a, have to get a hard copy or go online and go to the thing and sign it with my blah, 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 because there's another step in the whole HIPAA thing. Mm. And so much of HIPAA is driven by the AIDS crisis from back in the day because right. everybody wanted it, make sure it was secret so nobody found out they were gay. Well, that's over. That doesn't matter anymore. Nobody's worried about being found out to be gay because you're on HIV drugs or whatever. So can we get past this whole, it's the most sensitive secret information in the world, what my blood pressure is? Right. Can we get past that since we don't have to worry about the whole being out it is gay thing like we... That was a real crisis for a while, but that was a long time ago. That's what drives most of your HIPAA stuff in the beginning. And it's still around and it's crazy. I'm going to post my colonoscopy online. And encourage people to introduce whimsical animations into my colon. But I, I just I wish there was something I could sign at age eighteen. Look, I, there's the cast of Friends. Look, it's Bugs Bunny. Look, it's the uh, Pokemon people. Can I sign an all-inclusive? You can release anything about me to anyone about my health for the rest of my life. Wouldn't that so be grand? Never ask me again. Never make me sign anything again. My, who has not had this problem where your your wife or your husband calls the hospital oh, and you please. haven't filled out the right form, so they can't even get the information? Or your parents or your employer at work can't say how you feeling when you got cancer? I went through this because they think they're violating HIPAA rules, or nobody else at work knows they're even sick because they right. can't they can't say you know Jack got he's got cancer cancer down there so you know wish him well they can't do that literally we had a boss out for weeks and had no idea what was going on none and then he comes back and so we're chatting about life and business and the rest of it and he mentioned yes since my heart attack and we're like what people you work probably violated something by saying that people you work with every day can have a heart attack and they just disappear and nobody talks about it and it's mostly driven by the keeping it secret that you got hiv Right. So let's. Can we do one? Oh, with thanks. That? You told everybody I got HIV. <laughs> I don't have HIV. Anyway. You have HIV. Go to your doctor. Is that going to live? Is that going to live forever? That we that we we Probably. keep all this? Okay. Yes. Probably so. All right. Who's going to change it? Nobody. Who's going to go up against the government medical bureaucracy and devote the rest of their lives to rolling back HIPAA regulations? 
trying to get all my medical stuff released so the insurance company can can uh, finally give me life insurance. It's just it's amazing, and it's all HIPAA forms. I don't care if everybody knows my blood pressure. Mm. I will, I will, I will, I will, I'll put one of those things in Times Square like the dead clock with my blood pressure. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference to me or my cholesterol count or any of it. Wow, it's a very high, very, very high. <laughs> we normally uh, we've never seen this uh, count outside of an egg yolk. Well, all right then. The modern world. What are you gonna do, huh? Uh, it, it, it the 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 personal part of though, if you don't know your coworkers are sick though, that that's 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 a fairly big thing. That's not good for culture. Right, right. That's weird. Because back in the day, everybody would know. Did you hear? Jim had a heart attack last night, and people would be sending flowers to the hospital right, or meals or drop by and say, "Hey, sorry to hear it, whatever." You know, right? No, now nobody knows. Great. And why are we lonely and anxious? I can't figure it out. Right. Um. Uh, coming up, there need to be no further proof that Chris Cuomo of CNN is a piece of crap. But there is more proof that Chris Cuomo of CNN is a piece of crap. Italian-Americans coming out and saying, Fredo isn't like the N-word to like us. Like the N-word for us. No, no, not so much. <laughs> Plus Don Lemon of CNN getting into a sexually charged brawl in a bar. What? Great, Scott. What's Wolf Blitzer up to today? To, to, to run for your lives. No kidding. Armstrong and Getty.